0: TJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Pablo Mastrani, RSL's interim coach. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Pablo, good morning.
1: Good morning, guys. How's it going?
0: It is going well this morning, and I guess it's going well for you. You're on a pretty wild ride right now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a, a crazy last couple of weeks, um, but uh, really enjoying it. Um, I think we ended off the season on a bright note and uh, just carrying that momentum here into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, you speak of momentum, Pablo. I mean, your team obviously has it to the highest level. I would have to think right now, to, to, to one degree or another, if not completely, they probably think they're invincible.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I think, you know, we've again i think the the, the way we ended the season with uh you know so, some tough defeats and some some good and, and a great victory um and then you know starting in seattle going up against thirty five thousand fans and a difficult place to play and winning that game and then you know going back to kc where we were a couple of weeks earlier to get in and playing that fantastic game and get a great result and so th- you're right i think that confidence is within the group um but uh, the, the great thing that I that I notice at this moment about the group is that there's a there's it's quiet confidence. It's, it's not, um, you know, guys aren't getting over them, getting ahead of themselves. They're, they're they're training the right way. They're preparing the right way, um, and you can really see the focus in their eyes.
0: It's funny because a couple of weeks before the playoffs, I think most fans would have said this team is just barely going to miss the playoffs, and the reason they're just barely going to miss is they haven't been nearly good enough on the road. They've only won three road games and one of those road games was Vancouver at Rio Tinto Stadium, which is just a bizarro pandemic thing, so it was a home road game, which is weird. And then you come from behind and win in Dallas, you win in the last second in Kansas City. You've now won two playoff games, one in penalties, and again, stoppage time goal. It's four straight road wins. There is literally no RSL fan who would have bet on that, and yet it's happened. The obvious question is why, but, and I know it's a radio, so you got to come up with an answer, but is there really an answer, or it's just one of those things?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to really make sense out of a lot of things in life, right? I think things just kind of happen, but I think there's a lot of uh, emotion and belief, and, and you need the breaks as well. And so... Um, But but what I'd say is it's really interesting because I think the amount of focus there is on road games when there's 34 games before you um, isn't nearly as high as when it's win and go home. And so that obviously has a lot to do with it Um, and, and the guys just, you know, coming together at the right time. I mean, there's so many side stories where, you know, Miriam has been fantastic in, in, in the late run of, of this group and coming in and, and really marking a difference. Um, and so that adds to it as well. And as, that, as, as the guys coming in and off the bench do such a great job of contributing, other teams start to realize that this is a real thing as well. So um, I think it's, a, it's an emergence of a, a lot of different factors, um, but, but the most important thing is, is that the team believes and really confident about the, the work that we've been able to achieve.
2: This sort of reminds me of baseball. I'm an old baseball guy. If you go to the baseball field at Thunderbird, Pablo, you should know when I was a senior, I won the gold glove as a senior. I only had three errors and 55 chances, and I'm really proud of it. It's probably written somewhere on Thunderbird's campus, by the way. You just have to search it. Maybe behind the bathroom in the boys' locker room. I don't know. But... Uh, it. it it reminds me of baseball in a sense where we've seen this before. We don't necessarily see it in other situations, but you get baseball where you can get hot. And if you get hot at the right time, what you did the, four, the prior four, five, six months really doesn't matter. And it's almost unexplainable. I don't know if you feel like that because you're with the team every day so maybe you had a little more faith. I necessarily didn't have the faith that they would win a couple of matches here like they've done, but I relate it to baseball in terms of getting hot at the right time and that that's really all that matters.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is this is it. Momentum is such a huge thing in sport you know, and going on streaks in the regular season, but it's really magnified when you're when you're at the end of the season and the way you came in. And I think it's also the way we came in to the playoffs, right? It was a. It was probably coming off of two difficult defeats where we were wide open and getting beat transitioned to an organized performance where we were disciplined. And then on top of that, we get rewarded with a, a goal with whatever it was, 15 seconds left. And then we feel like if we can do that again, um, we can carry on. And then we got, you know, we we had a performance in Seattle that was – not what necessarily the way it was planned, but we held tight and we found a way to win. And so, this momentum stuff, this belief stuff, it starts adding up. The more you, the more you experience it as a, as a player, and then, like I said earlier, I think other teams start to believe that you, you have this momentum and oh man, these guys are coming and they're going to score late goal when they make their subs. And so it's been it's 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 hard to explain, but it's been an enjoyable ride for sure.
0: So the ride keeps changing, though. Players coming and going. You're losing Everton. He's suspended for yellow cards. They are losing two of their top three goal scorers, one because of an injury, and Portland lost another guy who took a red card at 90 plus four minutes, which seems incredible to me, especially because he knew his teammate was out with the injury. But nonetheless, how different is that when you got three guys who would usually be starting in this game and they're out? How much does that change everything?
1: (laughs) I would like to say it it would have some effect, you know, but, uh, how, you know, they're, they're a dynamic attacking team. And so they have Moreno, that'll definitely jump in there. And then a guy like Valeri. And so when you think about those two guys, you're like, man, that's kind of a like for like, you know, miss. Um, and, and for our group, you know, Everton's been a a huge part of, of, of the run we've been on. Um, and you know, uh, it's, 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 it's not going to be easy, but I think we, what we've shown with our group is when some guy's out, someone else steps in and does a great job. You know, Albert was out for the first two playoff games. You know, Chang stepped in and did a great job. Um, and so it, it's a playoff match. You could talk about X's and O's and, and all these different things, but really it's about who shows up on the day and who believes that they have a chance to win.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what it boils down to, in a sense. Uh, I'm wondering if there's anything that's negative creeping in. Suppose you get down early, it's like, well, big deal. We've already faced long odds anyway, so that shouldn't be much of an issue. You know, on the road, not much of an issue. As you said, you know, I watched that game. Thirty-four thousand people in Seattle. It's a, it's it's almost like at this point, as crazy as it sounds. There's not a whole lot that can deter this club.
1: That, that's what that's what it feels like, TK. I think, you know, we've, we've seen a lot. Um, you know, we've been through some battles in, in the regular season away at San Jose where it was a slugfest, and we ended up on top 4-3. You know, we took some tough ones at home, um, giving up seven in the last uh, two home games. And, uh, you know, I, I think when you see a lot... Um, you, you, nothing scares you, and more importantly, when you see a lot and you have the confidence that you're always going to find a way in if you get behind, and that you're going to maintain a zero-zero for as long as you can on the road in these playoffs uh, until um, you find that goal. I think the, the guys have been so steadfast in the resolve um, in these in these last few games. It's been it's been fantastic, and even at halftime. Um, you know, when I'm addressing the team and I'm looking in their eyes, I'm not looking at eyes, you know, in Kansas City of a group with their heads hanging down and, and they, you know, shaking their heads. I'm looking at guys' eyes that are just, they're dilated, they're they're in, they're focused. Um, and I'm saying we're getting back in this game, boys. And if we get back in, if we find that first goal, we're going to find that second one. And so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic uh, feeling that we have in this group and uh, definitely look forward to uh, pushing it forward to see how far we can go.
0: Pablo Master Andy joining us, RSL interim coach. So, uh, you read a book that changed the course of. Uh I don't know I don't know if I can say that changed the course of your career, but it changed whether or not you went to the bubble a year ago. And it's kind of influenced how you communicate with people. You know, some coaches want to control every detail, cross every T, dot every I, maybe they'll get labeled control freaks. You've gone the opposite direction. Explain the book and how it changed your thinking and how you're interacting with players during this playoff run.
1: Yeah, so the, the name of the book is called The Surrender Experiment, and it's, from, it's by uh, Michael Singer. And, and so it's not give, give away all, all the wonderful bits of information in there. It's, it's, it's basically a gentleman that uh, dropped out of college and set off on a life to be a yogi. And, and then fast forward to, this, to the end of the book, and he's selling uh, one of his companies for like $300 billion or some kind of, I don't know how many billion dollars. And so it goes from this. This guy drops out of high school or college and then is a yogi to this guy selling this multi-billion dollar company. Um, And and essentially the story um, is this, it's this experiment of him surrendering to whatever comes across his path in life and always saying yes. And and his, his thought behind this is that as human beings, we have preferences. And so we, we want certain things and we don't want certain things. Um, but that's based upon our, like our emotional and behavioral, so, behavioral self. And he talks about the universe in a way that basically the universe takes in a billion data points that are currently going on in everyone's life on the planet and all the different, uh, variables that are involved in the solar system and, and basically places you want a path where you need to be given the path that you're currently on. Um, it's a remarkable book and, uh, I was reading this in a moment where I had some anxiety going into this bubble last year when COVID just broke out, and I'm thinking we're all going to go into this bubble and just infect ourselves. Is that what the plan is? Um, But I ended up surrendering, and I ended up going to the bubble and had the most amazing experience Um, seeing old friends, um, you know, drinking beers with coaches from uh, other balconies that you could see above you and below you to the side of you and and sharing, (laughs) sharing coaching stories. Um, and it ended up being just like this amazing trip. And then after I, I got back, I I, I I passed that book along. I bought it for probably 50 people in my life since then. And so it's it's a book that currently, um, surrendering to this moment as well and, and, uh, and surrendering to the moment really getting into the uh, playoffs where we thought we had to go to Casey and win. Um, and you know, and I was thinking to myself, well, if this is a path we need to go, it's a, it's a fantastic path if, if it's meant to be. And and uh, I think it was really the catalyst to this run. So um, it's a big part of my life and uh, will be for, for the rest of it, for sure.
0: You know, as I get older... Well, I say... Uh, oh. I was just going to say, as I get older, that kind of stuff makes more sense to me, Pablo. But you've got a bunch of young guys on the team who've come up with them the academy, and somehow they've gone over 300 minutes without allowing a goal and to run a play. And you got a goalkeeper and, and three defenders. And so when you say that kind of stuff to 22 year old guys, does it make sense to them, or do you feel them starting to look at you like, whoa,
1: coaches off the defense? No. No, I would never say any of this stuff to them. I would never. That's this is for me and my own personal journey. Okay. This is not. I, I would never say it to the team. I would never. Okay. Um, yeah. No. It's 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 you know when you're in there, you got to reach them, and this kind of stuff does not reach those guys. Uh, a few, I think a few, and maybe in a few generations it might for them, but for now it's it's really staying focused and dialed in and doing all the little things.
0: Well, Pablo, we appreciate you coming on and spending a few minutes with us here this morning. Uh, good luck in Portland. I don't know what the deal is. Seattle, Sporting Kansas City, Portland. I guess there is no way to squeeze in a trip to LAFC, too, so you can play in front of all of the most rabid fan bases.
1: I uh, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take everything that uh, we've learned and everything we've experienced and take them to a hospital crowd in Portland and, and do whatever we can to get out of there with a, with a great result and keep this run going, hopefully.
0: Pablo, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot, and good luck in Portland. Thanks,
1: guys. Appreciate it.
0: All right, there is Pablo Mastroni, RSL interim coach, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. An interesting guy. You can get into uh, deep conversations with him, and you look up, and like 10 minutes went by, and you think it was like 30 seconds. So, I've never had the chance to sit around and talk to him for an hour. I don't know if it would seem like about two minutes, but I always feel like that is probably how it would play out. Thunderbird High, behind the well, we'll see, behind the man. Thunderbird High, behind what? the bathroom door in the boys' locker room. That's that's where the plaque is.
2: No, no, it's some. I, I think I wrote it. Oh, you wrote the, it. The door.
0: All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. All right, the Joe Ingles Show coming up in 40 minutes right here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.